Welcome back to the Ideas in Motion podcast. I am your host, Karen Wilson. Ideas in Motion is all about life as an ecosystem, bringing stories about mind, body, and purpose, and we're using our inside voices of authenticity and truth to step deeper into who we are as whole energetic beings. This podcast is actually one of my ideas in motion, and I am honored you are spending time with me here today. I really don't take it lightly. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe so when I upload a new show, you get it automatically. And if you enjoy the content, please leave a review so others can come and find us. Thank you so much. Now today we're talking about imposter syndrome, and I should probably send out a trigger warning if you've ever had addictions and maybe struggled with disordered eating. We talk about this, and I go into pretty great detail. Please don't listen if you find that triggering and disturbing. Well, what is imposter syndrome? First, I'm going to share the definition of the new, of, you know, like I was going to say the newspaper, but the definition that's in um, the dictionary. And then I'm going to share my experience with imposter syndrome. As uh, said by, um, you know, the dictionary, imposter syndrome is also known as imposter phenomenon, imposterism, fraud syndrome, or the imposter experience. And it is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent, internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Despite external evidences of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon remain convinced that they are frauds and do not deserve all that they have achieved. Uh, have achieved. Now, imposter syndrome, it's, it seems to be like you Google that and there's a ton of hits on it. Lots of people talk about it. A lot of times it's meant to have like really held people back on going to that next level because of that fear. I'm going to share with you a personal story of mine. Uh, as a little girl, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you know too, I've, I've never publicly shared this story before. It goes pretty deep. Uh, and as you may or may not know yet, I am writing a book. And uh, it's due to be completed writing, not published, but completed writing by October 15th. And the book is called, <laughs> I, I don't really have a title yet, but what I'm working with is Fat to Fit, The Ugly Stories of Weight Loss. And I'm not really doing it in a way like I don't want ever to be thought of woe is me or or anything like that. Like I, I've lived a really great life, but I've had this book in me for quite some time. Um, and I'd like to share with you a story of kind of where it began. So as a little girl, my dad always told me, you're beautiful like a princess and you can do anything you set your mind to. And I believed him. I had this princess veil that my mom had made me like this crown and I would dress up and I would dance around as a princess. 
And then I would play with my Barbie a lot. And I'd imagine that I'd grow up to look just like her. We would drive around in this Jeep, like I had one of those Barbie Jeeps. And Barbie would sit in the front. And I had this white My Little Pony horse. And I would stuff the My Little Pony horse in the back. When I was seven, mom signed me up for ballet classes. She saw that I wanted to, you know, do something that had to do with performing. So we went to Eaton's for a ballet outfit. The sales lady saw me in my pink tights and told my mom, you know, she's so pretty, just a little under tall, and she'll grow out of it, you'll see. I don't know. Mom always said she's got the able frame. And, you know, when you say she's got the able frame, it's not like she's got the able frame. It's like she's got the able frame. You know, that that's that's the way it really was. So when I got to ballet class and I saw my reflection in the mirror side by side, the other girls, for the very first time, I was standing in a mirror side by side with other girls. I could see my able frame, too. It was so different. One of the girls whispered, you're too fat to be here. And of course, all the other girls giggled. And I ended up quitting ballet. We moved to another city and I was in a brand new school in grade four. First day, pretty blonde girl comes to greet me, stabbing me in the belly by her H- with her HB pencil and shouting, you're fat. And everybody laughs. Well, that was it. Boys teased me all the time, and sometimes even teachers would get involved because I was nice, you know. I'd be all nice, and I'd friendly, and I'd laugh along with them. And I really learned to be a good sport, to act like I didn't ma- it didn't matter. And, you know, <laughs> I was always, like, voted, like, the best personality, the nicest to be around, the great personality. <laughs> award you know it was good then I met my first love and I was so sure he loved me back I finally had value to someone we ran away together and three years later I found myself alone in a homeless shelter waiting for my dad to come pick up his princess (sighs) 22 I became a mom when Jake was born I was happy joyful, but I was still the fat girl. A couple years later, while shopping for a dress to wear at a wedding, I slipped on this emerald green floor-length dress, and the sales lady goes, oh, it's very slimming. I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, yeah, it sure is. So that night, I did my hair up in curls. I felt pretty. I felt excited. And of course, at a wedding, there's lots of food, so I ate dinner in that slimming dress. And then I had seconds. I ate wedding cake. And then I had seconds. I danced. I drank wine, lots of wine. They had homemade wine. It was in, like, you know, big buckets and endless supply. So the next morning... We all went out to breakfast, and as soon as I entered the restaurant, I could smell the layers of, you know, grease and eggs and coffee, and of course, the stale alcohol on my breath. And I excused myself, uh, bathroom, please. 
I was so sick. I thought I was going to die. And I thought, you know, enough already. How old are you? You got to get it together. And you probably should not have done that just two weeks after they took out your gallbladder surgery. The doctor took out your gallbladder. So the doctor told you that now you could eat and drink anything you want without pain. That, that didn't mean, you know, two weeks later, your body is ready to digest this, whatever you just did to it. And I literally thought I was dying. I prayed for my life. And I heard my mom say, just go for a walk every day and you will begin to feel better. She had actually told me that a couple weeks before my surgery, that I would get over my surgery, you know, better and easier if I, if I walked before that I would be like just more in shape to, to be surgeoned on and recover. Right. So I remember how good I was starting to feel on those walks before surgery. And I thought, well, what if like, maybe, maybe I could promise myself or God or somebody that I'm going to do those walks and, and I, I'm going to take charge and I'm not going to do this to myself anymore. And I, and I decided to do it and I began walking everywhere and things happened on those walks. I thought, and I daydreamed and I actually felt my body getting smaller as I began Began to like began to get fitter. I began to walk faster, and then I added ankle weight. Around the same time, I got this second job in a department store. It was the shoe department at Sears, and it was back to school when I first started. Back to school in the shoe department at Sears. Can you imagine? Well, our stock was kept upstairs, right? So we had to go into the back room get get the sizes and most of the kids shoes were upstairs so I was like running up and down the stairs all day for a good month man it, it, the weight was melting off of me so at work one day I was hustling from department to department because I, I had had this other um, position at Sears where I was kind of like the greeter um, and it was at Christmas. So now I was able to go to department to department. I had a promotion outside of the, outside of the shoe department. And I spotted a woman and she was looking at some items and I went over to ask her if I could help, help her. And I was, couldn't like, you know, when you see someone and you're just like, wow, they look good. She's pretty. And, you know, I've, I've always done that. I've never been shy to, you know, say, oh, she looks good or she's pretty. And, you know, I'll usually say that in my inside voice unless it's appropriate. I can say it in my outside voice. But I start walking towards her and I halted in my tracks and I took a couple of steps back and I looked again. It was a flipping mirror. So what did I do? I turned to one side and I check out my butt. Then the other way, I check out my butt the other way. And I'm thinking, dang, can I take this mirror home? Because my mirror at home doesn't look the same thing. And around the same time, people are starting to say things like, holy crap. It's like, it looks like you lost a whole person. It was easier to get promoted. It was easy to hit my sales quotas. Everything was easy. It's easier to get anything that I want. 
I had guys asking me out that, you know, I couldn't even get to look at me previous days. And it was, it was very overwhelming, but I felt like I was living my dream. I had always wanted to know what it was like to be inside a lean, healthy, fit body from the moment, like I started realizing that I was different. And there I was living it. And I was having nightmares that I'm going to lose it all. Everyone only knew I'm counting individual blueberries to make sure I don't exceed my calorie count. Because when the compliments stop, I worry, you know, am I doing enough? And the skill doesn't go down anymore. As a matter of fact, it goes up more than it goes down. And so it's like, I'm going to lose all of this. One night after many beers with my neighbor, I came inside the house and I opened the freezer. I pulled out one of those Costco plastic containers of Smarty Cookies. I think there's what, like 12 or 16 in there. And I'd always store things away in my freezer for quote unquote cheat day. And I thought that night, I'm just going to have one. And about 20 minutes later, there's only four left in the container. So what did I do then? I raced to the bathroom, stick my finger in my throat. Nothing. I grabbed my toothbrush. I stick that down my throat. Seriously, I can't even throw up. Like this robust frame just will not let me do it. I have to or else I'm going to be stuck with all these calories. And how could I be so stupid? I could hear myself getting fatter by the second, and I began jamming my finger down my throat one more time when I spy myself in the mirror. Again, the mirror. (laughs) And that's when I see it, you know, what ugly really looks like. And I know what I want. I want to go back to the start where my only expectation was to feel better, not to look better. I have to get out of this place where enough is never going to be enough. And where fear of gaining it all back is not how I live every day. Took me almost 20 years to finally like who I am inside and out. But if I'm really honest, I can still find fault when I look in the mirror, of course. But I've learned to be grateful for, you know, the strength and the loyalty and experiences that my able frame has provided. And to see the courage that I have and the discipline and compassion shining back at me. So today, I drive a Jeep. And in the rear view mirror, my white dog, Tula, smiles back at me. I do know that just being me is enough. And I do feel like the warrior my dad always saw in me. You know, maybe the princess warrior. I do see myself as being a little more... I I laugh when I say it because I, I love 
now my Abel's frame. I love being robust. I love being strong. And I love being, you know, a little bit like a bull in a china shop. Those those are all things that I used to run away from. You you don't have to wait. You can start that journey with yourself today. And just figure out one thing that you can do to feel good about yourself today. And then together, you know, we we take it step by step. One time one you know, at a time. One at a time from there. Like it's it's small things, it's incremental things. This fear, this imposter syndrome, I guess you could call it, it followed me in other areas of my life. It followed me through journeys of running marathons, from fluctuating with weight, with, you know, quitting smoking and having hormonal changes. And, you know, every time it goes a little up, I, I have this fear of, of being less of a person. And you know what? That's okay, because self-awareness is the first step to uncorking the injection site of that limited belief. So there were times as a fitness instructor that I had massive imposter syndrome when I was a health and fitness leader, when I do help people with their health, because I'm not always at my leanest. It doesn't mean that the tools and whatnot that I help other people tap into don't work. It just means that we are all on individual journeys. So that's, you know, why I... It inspired me to write this book. This has actually been a book I've wanted to write for oh, good a good twenty years, and I've finally sit down and writing it. And I and you know what? One of the imposter syndromes that I had is like you can't write a book. You you know you're 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 a writer. You keep trying to write a book and you keep putting it down. But you know what? It's following a system that works and having a reason why had. I not waited till this point to write a book. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't have as much content as I have now to to help women, you know, that have lost weight or want to lose weight really fall in love with the process and learn to love every moment of the journey because there's going to, you know, when you go through the valley of maintenance, the, <laughs> There's not enough in maintenance land. When I was doing research for this book, I like I do if you do a Google search on how to lose weight, there's like massive amounts of hits, like in the in the billion billions, right? And then it's like how to how to keep weight off is there's a lot of hits there too, but they're very similar materials. And what about adapting to that new mindset that new body that new um adaptation period of really getting to know who you are you know it's not a where is me um i've definitely have lived a wonderful life but rather it's more peep inside to my inside voice on my weight life lost journeys the diet industry and the things that worked and the things that didn't when it came to the land of weight loss maintenance. Mental and physical realities of becoming someone that you never thought you'd be.
And, you know, you could apply this to any area of your life. Like stepping into that person that you've never thought you'd be is stepping into the unknown. So you got to bring your mind, your body, and your pur purpose along with it. So it should be done writing the book October 15th. Um, if you follow me on Instagram at KarenWilson.online. Yeah, that's on Instagram. I'm kind of bringing you with me on that journey. And uh, the 28-Day Ideas in Motion Planner is about to hit the KDP Publishing Book Rack. Just have a little tweaking to do on the cover page. But you can get a digital copy right now at uh, karenwilson.online forward slash planner. And I'll have that in the show notes for you. And uh, yeah, that's about it today. So I want to hear from you. I love hearing from um, my listeners. I It really, really excites me when I go and I see I've, I've transferred my my podcast onto a, a new place in Kajabi because I use Kajabi for all my online courses and delivery systems and whatnot and now they have podcast hosting and I can actually go and see how many downloads and I'm like so honored you all are um, getting value from this type of thing. I also want to offer you know like to talk about this kind of stuff openly uh, let me know that you've listened to the podcast. You can also uh, direct uh, email me at Karen Wilson dot. Uh, no, Karen. <laughs> I'll get this right. Karen Wilson online at gmail.com. Now I'm not listing that in the show notes. So uh, that's just a listener like uh, perk right there. That's one of my one of my main email addresses that is private. So you know that when you talk with me there, you get me answering you. So I appreciate your time. And I am about to get on an airplane in two days to go back east to see my mom. And we're going to be there for about 10 days. So probably have another episode for you in a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm looking forward to connecting with you after that, too. And if you want to get in on the planner, um, the the copy that is available right now um, digitally, there is actually an online uh, video series that I am filming that goes with it. And so if you go ahead and get that, we'll be connected through my online platform where you get to, you know, comment and with all the other people that have purchased the planner and you can t talk about your goals. And, and I feel like that's something in the making that we could have somewhat of a little challenge when I get back. So let me know what you think about that. And, uh, that's about it for today. So as always, keep those ideas in motion. Ideas in motion is like life in motion, bringing your mind, body, and purpose with you in everything you do in everyday life, treating your life as an ecosystem instead of individual parts. And uh, keep the joy. Thank you for being here, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.